Hello everyone, my name is Jake Kaufman and you're listening to Way Outside. So it's clearly been an absurd amount of time since my last episode. It's almost been a year. Yeah, we're almost coming up on a year now, which is really crazy to me. Uh, a lot of you know that I started college last year and the combination of starting college during COVID and a bunch of other things in my life, personal stuff and everything else led to a, this huge delay, but I'm happy to be back now and I can promise that there will be episodes will be much more consistent and frequent and I look forward to putting out a lot of great content for you guys in the near future. So since game one of the finals is literally tonight, I wanted to sit here and give you guys a quick finals preview, including my takes, thoughts, and predictions to jump back into the swing of things as it looks like it's going to be a great matchup between the Bucks and the Suns to see which team can finally end a championship drought of at least 50 years. But before we get into that, I do want to quickly talk about some of the parts, some parts of the playoffs as a whole. The most notable thing of these playoffs has obviously been the startling amount of stars who have missed playoff games due to injuries. The playoffs is supposed to be, at least in theory, about the league stars, the top-tier elite players using this time to refine, improve, or hurt their legacy, current greats fighting for a spot with the all-time legends of the sport, and so on and so on. And there definitely has been some of that at times with Kevin Durant's all-time great series in Game 7 versus the Bucks, Trey Young and Devin Booker's record-breaking playoff debuts, Paul George playing the best we've seen him play since his Indiana days, and so much more. But that dynamic has changed this year as 10 different All-Stars have missed at least one game in these playoffs. And some of those injuries have definitely changed the outcome of series in these playoffs. It's hard to believe, I'd have a hard time. It's hard to think that if the Nets were fully healthy, that they wouldn't defeat the Bucs. Um, you know, I, Embiid obviously played very, very well through it, but he looked gassed at times in that Sixers series versus the Hawks because quite possibly his knee if he was fully healthy do, do the Hawks make it win that game seven in Philly or does that even get there um the Celtics series in the first round might probably will be a lot more competitive to the Jazz do the Jazz struggle as much with the Clippers if Mitchell and Conley aren't weren't hampered it, there's a lot of question marks and I do understand people's thoughts behind why that makes the playoffs not as good and it's not as entertaining and all of those things and the viewership fan viewership has been down at times but in my personal opinion, I don't think it's all awful. Obviously, you won't want to see anyone get injured and you want to see the best players playing, but their injuries open up the roles where you see players that not the casual players people don't know about having to take big-time shots and make big plays. The most notable one for me has to be um, Terrence's man's 39-point game six closeout versus the Jazz when he had never scored more than 30 even at the college level. Um those are the kind of moments that, you know, you'll see in basketball and especially it's a sport, more of a big sport, like baseball kind of thing, where an up hitter that most people haven't heard of goes hot for a postseason and helps really carry your team. And I think, you know, the NBA, it's a lot different than that. Normally, you know, you're going to have stars and the role players that step up normally are fine. But this year, because of everything, it's had to be different. Um, but, yeah, it's been very interesting to see people like Terrence Mann. Red Jackson is, was very fun to watch. I was actually at um, game five of the Bucks talk series. Bobby Portis's energy was insane. Just and um, the crowd's respect for him. I'm for if you guys, as obviously, guys, I'm from Chicago. I'm a Bulls fan, so I remember Bobby Portis. Um, and I never thought I would see him playing huge, having that much of an impact in that point of the playoffs, but it's been fun to see. Basically, my point is these playoffs, yes, we want to see all our stars, yes, but this has still been a very good playoff where with parody, you know, I don't think most people would have predicted the Clippers to actually make it to the conference finals this year knowing that Kawhi's out or that the Hawks would make the Eastern Conference finals and that the Bucks would get through the Nets. I think all these things that just because they're unexpected and yes, there are factors that contribute to that. I don't think it makes it bad. 
And I think that's the biggest point to take away. Now let's move on into this Suns Bucks series. Obviously, besides the actual games, the biggest question mark is going to be Giannis's health. Giannis got hurt in game four of the Eastern Conference Finals versus the Hawks, and it was a hyperextended knee. I was watching initially, it looked a lot worse. I like I thought he's not going to be able to play the rest of the season. And I think a lot of people thought that too. Because knee injuries are very tough to handle and it did not look good whatsoever. But um the Bucks got fortunate news on the um, with the MRI that um it wasn't there was no structural damage. He he just had hyperextended it and he you know he was doubtful meant to play next two games but didn't. But was very active on the bench, motivating his teammates. Doesn't look like, you know, his knee is in that bad of shape. And um as the recording this, they were initially having he was initially doubtful, but about a couple hours ago, they said he's questionable for game one. I personally would not play him game one because that switching a time means, you know, they're just trying to see like one last push to see if he gets in. I think that that makes it means he's not really fully healthy and I don't want to risk it. Um, a Bucks fan, because if you get a healthy Giannis for six games, that'll beat out having a, let's say it's a seven game series. You get a seven game series of like 60% Giannis, like, Similar to the James Harden thing, I don't think that's better for your team. You know, Giannis is so important and needs to be fully healthy to do the things that his world-changing defense, his credible athleticism, vision, paint. You know, I, he needs to be healthy. So I really, and I'm, I, I realize I am wearing the Bucks shirt. I'm a bull, I'm not a bandwagon Bucks fan. I just went to one game and I got the shirt there. So yeah, um, but yeah, I think it's gonna be so important for that. And we've also seen it, and is obviously it was against a banged up and as an inferior Atlanta Hawks team, but we saw them beat them with that Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton played very well for two games in a row, which is where Drew Holiday had played very, very well doing all the things. Um, Brooke Lopez had a 33-point game when I was there. It's incredible. So I think even if – let's say Giannis doesn't play the first two games, which based on what we're saying now, it sounds like he'll probably miss one game thing. Um, I still don't think that any game that this – that it's an easy put away for the Suns, even if they're in Phoenix. This Bucks team is – Shown the mental toughness they didn't have in years past. They have a lot of former stars, if you think about it, like Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Brooklyn is all mid all star teams. Are they all still in their prime? No, but still, they've shown they had enough, enough talent to have made those teams for, and they're not, they have no severe injuries or anything. And they're having games where they can tap back into that. You saw with all three of them. Um, Bobby Portis has been great with energy and just rebounds and stuff they were really able to rebound out rebound the hawks who were a very good rebounding turn during the year and i think that's going to be a big key again if they can control the boards against the suns it will be tough but and pj tucker is obviously just a dogged defender who i don't will never understand how he can out rebound like six eleven athletic centers when he's he can barely he can't really jump that high he's a six five but yeah it's incredible um but still um the suns are a big challenge you know and i first have to say as a fat nba player and i very happy fan plan i'm very happy for chris paul to make his first nba finals you know he's had such a great career and i feel like he's been labeled as a playoff choker a lot and there's some of the aspects i agree with but um other things that i will point to which i maybe i'll do is that more that issue is doc rivers considering he leaves the clippers after seven years there never making Conference finals blowing multiple 3 1 leads, and the next year the team makes it to the conference finals without even Kawhi. Uh, it's not look good. And then the Sixers, you know, losing to an inferior, talented team. So I do have to say that. Um, but Chris Paul, in the biggest game of his career, game six of the Western Conference finals, had quite possibly his best game of his career. Um, 
He's never been a score first guy. He's a, he's a traditional true point guard, you know, and he only scores when he does what his team needed him to do. And is that second half, they needed him to go score 31. They needed him to make, was I believe six of seven threes. He was just sensational. The emotions on his face were real. Just that whole dynamic has been great to watch. But uh, getting to the series, so obviously game one's tonight. I would expect. I'm assuming Giannis isn't going to play because even though that, um, I think that Phoenix will win game one, probably most likely. I think Milwaukee probably will win game two, even without. I think Milwaukee's going to steal one of the first two games. Because I think that, you know, as much as you want to say, like, the coat, there's no very so few finals experience on these teams in terms of players. Do you, if you guys, the fun fact, if you don't know, Jake Carter is the only player on either team with finals experience. And um, while he's a big, he's, he's important to the team, he's not like one of their biggest stars. And that was with Miami last year in the bubble. So it's not even, and it's a, I know, and obviously that's not even in front of crowds or anything, but. So, you know, it's going to be seen which teams are willing to rise up to the task. Um, DeAndre Aiden has been very great in the playoffs so far. I do have to say, though, Brooke Lopez is a lot bigger and stronger than any of the other big men he's had to go up against in these playoffs. I mean, Jokic is big and, like, turns tall, but strength-wise is just nothing compared to Lopez. Um, Zubac is, eh, and especially against the big lineup of the Clippers, the Bucks won't be running anything like that. They just have a lot stronger guys. Um, they, I just think the biggest thing is, you know, I don't believe that, I mean, as much as, you know, the Heat in um, last year, how you used your car as part of their plan to stop being honest, I don't think it's going to work by himself like that. Don't know if Aiden has foot speed. So I think that the biggest key is, um, if Giannis is healthy, he's going to get his. Is how do Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday report, perform versus how does Aiden perform? And does, Mikel Bridges had a very great series versus the Lakers in the first round. He's been really struggling since. Are they gonna? Where are they gonna get that wing play from? Or is it gonna be from Cameron Payne? Those are the good questions. I'm pretty sure most of the time in this series, the stars will get theirs. My biggest thing where I think that might not happen is Chris Paul and Drew Holiday on both sides of one because Drew's inconsistent. But Chris Paul is also he's almost as good of a defender you can ask to put on a guy like Chris Paul. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really good storylines. I either way, an all-time great's gonna win their championship and cement their place in legacy. Because if Giannis gets an F1, that validates his two MVPs, and he might start ending top 30 player conversations, top 20, wherever. Um, Chris Paul with a ring definitely, in my opinion, will hunt, be a locked-in top five point guard of all time. Devin Booker will establish himself as an actual a full, full winner, even because after never making the playoffs. Um, that whole Bucks team, I mean, the legacy-wise for the rest of them isn't going to be that much because they're not really thinking, but just kind of they cement their place as, you know, guys that were underdogs that made it were important pieces on a finals team. But, yeah, and um, either way, Monty Williams are, those are both who are Greg Popovich disciples. One of them will be getting a ring, and um, cementing the place as one of the better coaches in the league, especially for the considering, you know, adversity in different ways for both of them. Bud's had a lot. There's been a lot of people that have gone in Bud in recent years. I'm not going to lie. I really did um, not make adjustments, but he's really changed that this playoffs. And Monty Williams, you know, got it to was when he, I mean, he's had a weird coaching career, but with Chris Paul, you know, you never get them over the hump, but now he's showing his ability to make adjustments, defer to a guy like Chris Paul when feels like it's needed. It's just been a great thing. I honestly, it is so hard to pick this winner, not just because of Giannis's health, but because, you know, that changes everything. And also because 
we've never seen either team in a game just like this. But um, I personally have had when I if I'm as, and I I say this assuming everyone is healthy for at least most of I'm gonna so assuming and by my metrics let's say Giannis assuming Giannis is at least eighty five percent of the healthy and he plays in what's if they play six and he only misses one game I believe the Bucks will win in six. I know that's kind of controversial. Obviously, the Suns have better record during the regular season, have a, two dynamic guards. I just kind of feel like Milwaukee's started to figure things out. Um, Giannis is obviously very key what they're doing, but they've gotten a really – they've just really gotten a lot better at adjusting. And also, while the LA Clifford crowd was out, Milwaukee, I Milwaukee Stadium, there's, it's a small – but it is a rowdy, and they're they like you could say every team beats off their energy, but Milwaukee really does to an extreme extent. And I just think there's a lot of things that can they have a chance to do it. Would I be surprised at all if the someone Suns won? No, Chris Paul and Devin Booker are great. They have a very well constructed team, top down. But uh, it's honestly just my opinion. But overall, I think it's just going to be a great finals. Um, I'm probably I, I I don't know if people have noticed I've been doing a way outside playoff. Recap. I did a few episodes of those on my way outside Instagram, which I will link. But if you want to go follow it, it's way outside underscore Instagram. I'm going to start posting more things along with, you know, updates about episodes on my actual podcast. That's going to be great. But um, I'm also like plans on new for polls, all that stuff. But um, yeah, as I really think that's it for today. Um, I'm really glad I got to know another episode. It's been a long time and uh, I promise you the next one will be way less than with not gonna be hard to do, but um, I'm really excited for this finals. Um, let me know who you guys think is going to win. And um, yeah, thanks for tuning to way outside. I'll see you guys next time.